You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Simulcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Dish Network, if you're watching on television, Corey Parson, Fantasy Executive, Wall Street, Matt Medica, the accuracy expert, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. Coming up for the next two hours, we put our final bow on the 2017 Fantasy Football season, and we will take your championship stories at 844-843-6879. Kind of what we want to do today, get into some action, celebrate the champions, talk about some of the twists and turns that made this a great Week 16. Also, those of you playing in Week 17, we still got you covered. Maybe not today, but throughout the course of the week, we'll make sure that you get right for your silly Week 17 championships. But hey, whatever way that you like to play, it's fun for you. If it includes Week 16, I'm all for it. All in, kid. Jake Seeley, good morning. Do you have some good news to deliver? Uh, for you, no. Sorry. <laughs> well, I did get one, Jake. Not that one. <laughs> uh, I, I saw your NFFC one. Congratulations on that. But yeah, Steve Gallo beat the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah, we kind of know. We kind of saw that coming last week. <laughs> but no, Steve Gallo did. Uh, did. Uh, he, he put. He put foot to hind parts. So shout out to Steve Gallo from the Huddle in USA Today. How did it go with you and Florio? Oh, it went very well. He was trying to rely on Alshon Jeffrey to do anything last night, and it didn't matter because uh, he had to have the game of his life, and Alshon Jeffrey came up with nothing. And so it worked out very well. But it was all thanks to Todd Gurley. Honestly, for everybody out there, for my three championships, I went one and two. I lost two of them. All of them were I went against Todd Gurley in two of them, and the one I had, Todd Gurley, I won, and I beat Florio. That's the same way it was for me, went against, went against Todd Gurley in one, Matt. And the other one, I had Todd Gurley. The one where I had Gurley, I was the champion. The one where I didn't have Gurley, <laughs> I was the runner-up. <laughs> He's pretty much, you know, Gurley the Great. <laughs> I guess that's the uh, that's the running theme here. I mean, what, the last two weeks he put up 100 points? You yeah. really can't ask for more. Last- Last four weeks, he's did. So uh, Graham Barfield tweeted that out from weeks uh, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. I asked him to go back to week thirteen because a lot, of, you know, a lot of teams might have got in because of Gurley. He tweeted it out. It's the highest scoring player of all time for weeks thirteen through sixteen. Ty Gurley definitely got it done, Matt. I and mean, that's why he's probably going to be one one next year. Yeah. I, I, I think people are going to see everything he he is the engine in this offense. It's you know a, a young up and coming. Offense, it's a mind like McVeigh and all that good stuff. So, I mean, he's probably going one-one. Maybe you get him at three at at the latest if if he lasts that long. So he went from as you would say last year's trash. You were on him as that, and you said you know this is a guy to get. And if you got him, if you got him, like I said, at one point he was going late second, early third. When we went live and the money was on the line, he was going you know end of the first. I seen him go as high as seven. In that in that final week, so you know the people were on it. I think one of the things it was, I don't want to. It was, it would, would the thing with Gurley was going into the season. It was still risky because you knew he was a generational talent, but what you saw that back, what you saw all of last year under Jeff Fisher was concerning. But I always just thought Jake, just Jeff Fisher was a cloud over that team, and if you can get him out of that situation, I think we could have saw more from Gurley. Now, and I get Jake's opinion on this on the other side when we come back. While we was doing the other, uh, uh, excuse me, 
when we were doing old school fantasy on Friday night, Chris Vaccaro says, if Ben Roethlisberger retires, Todd Gurley is 1-1 in 2018 when it comes to fantasy. I'm going to break that down with the fellas when we come back right here. Plus, we'll get into our RBs. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Championship Tuesday, a.k.a. Todd Gurley Appreciation Day, right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY. A couple moments from now, I want to talk about Gurley and how we would rank Gurley coming into next year. It's going to be interesting to see how last year's trash is going to become this year's fortune and it could be next year's, I don't know, maybe overreach. Matt Medica, what's going on with you? What you got for us, brother? I see you have some things over there. Yeah, I brought in a couple of props. I don't have any of these uh, fancy wrestling championship belts. Yes. But I, I did bring a couple of belts with me. Xenia, Gucci, Be Like Gucci Garoppolo. You know, if you build bank accounts, these are the kind of belts you can afford to have. <laughs> and you got a pretty good chance of getting laid with these kind of belts. So I was just say, you know, just once again, fantastic fantasy football year. Built it up, you know, uh, two stacks of high society and winnings. So I'm ready for baseball now. And, you know, I, I, I think we really helped the people, all three of us here, all, uh, you know, Roto Experts throughout the channel. I think FNTSY did a hell of a job. Definitely did a hell of a job banging it out. So shout out to you. Congratulations on those big takedowns. So, Jake, now the Todd Gurley thing that we discussed the other night. I was still, when Chris asked me, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be for, for me. It'll be either left bell or AB, depending on how I feel on that day. He says he thinks Ben might retire, and if Ben retires, he would go Gurley 1-1. He said, you know what, even if Ben doesn't retire, he would consider Todd Gurley at 1-1. What do you think about that? I think it's a strong consideration. Now, look, the fact is anybody who said that we'd get rid of Jeff Fisher, nobody expected it to this level. Nobody yeah, expected no. Sean McVay to turn around this offense and Todd Gurley to be. He is. He's the fantasy MVP, and you know, you've been saying this on the show for a couple weeks now. When we talk about the other MVP debates, that the fact is, at least we all agree on Todd Gurley should be the MVP. We've said that for, I think, three, four weeks now. And the fact is, he's been the most consistent option of football. He's been the most consistent and best option of fantasy. He's outpacing everybody, including the running backs, including Le'Veon Bell and everybody else. So I think you look at next year, you know, maybe you would have said David Johnson would have been in the discussion if he didn't get hurt this year, but he's coming off an injury, so he won't be there. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't have what Gurley has in the passing game. So I think if you look at other the options, I can see a case for Gurley. I think if Ben is back, uh, a lot of people still think about Bell or Brown in PPR. Yeah, Matt, you think Ben will be back? It depends what they do in the playoffs. I think if they if they get to the Super Bowl, I think he's done. I mean, there's nothing more you can you know. Even if win or lose, I think he's done. He had that mindset coming into this year, so I think he's you know taking enough beatings, enough yeah. bruises on the body. You, you got to understand these guys. They they want a life after football too, as much as they love playing it. You know, you want to be able to enjoy the money that you've accumulated, spend time with your family and kids, and be able to do stuff with them. No doubt about it. Especially seeing a terrible injury go down on that same in that same locker room this year. Could see it happening. I think a Super Bowl run 
I don't know. I think Ben could be back next year. I would lean more towards Ben being back, but that's how I think that situation will really play off, play out over over the course of the next month. I do think, regardless, so even if Ben comes back, I think most people are going to take Gurley one one. I mean, Johnson is still going to be a you know a top three, top four pick, but you know he got injured in week seventeen last year, injured week one. Not that people are going to go away from him, but I do think they're going to take Gurley ahead of him. They're going to say, you know what, the last two games. I mean, his upside is still unbelievable. I you know I don't really care who's the quarterback, but if they get Fitzgerald back next year as well, as long as there's somebody that can catch passes. You know, David Johnson could do it all as well. Yeah, nah, DJ can't do it all. He's one of those guys that can dominate on offense, could be the best offensive player in the NFL. But in 2017, that player was Mr. Todd Gurley, Georgia Bulldog. There you go right there. So, um, one of the interesting things, Jake, from Week 16, and as a, as a gentleman who played Rashad Matthews in a very big spot, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at Rashad Matthews' um, stat line at halftime, and I'm like, this son of a gun don't have no catches. And I'm looking at, so I look at Mariota, I look at his completions, and I'm like, well, who is he throwing the ball to? Corey Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Corey Davis in week 16 when everybody, don't forget about these the 13, 14 weeks I held you on my roster while you did absolutely nothing. But week 16, when I had finally seen enough, you were going nowhere near. And matter of fact, those teams are not even playing now, the Corey Davis teams. What was it, Jake? Six for 99? Where I don't even this? care. <laughs> Where did that Look, come from? <laughs> you know, Mariota finally woke up. He's still face down because he didn't decide to do it until week 16. Yeah. It still wasn't that great of a game. But the fact is he finally, hey, look, this talent that basically I throw anything his way, he catches almost everything. So this is, you know, honestly, all kidding aside, this just makes you feel better about next year for Corey Davis and what yep. should be, you know, that value that a lot of people are going to forget about. You know, and I'm not saying the experienced people aren't going to know about Corey Davis, but the more casual leagues are going to forget about him, forget about the upside of the talent, and then they're going to look at his rookie season and see that he pretty much did nothing until the last game and be like, yeah, you know, maybe whatever. And smart people will be able to get him for next year and what he could do. And what he can do is be a top 25 wide receiver. In in the Super League, that, that consolation that I won. Somebody five- played him? There was $500 on the line for that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to accumulate as much money, wherever I can grab it, I'm taking it. So in my lineup, I had Josh Doxson in there because my receiver, I lost uh, Odell, my receivers. And in my flex, I had Hyde. And I was thinking of putting in Corey Davis for the fact that, you know what, I didn't think I was going to win this consolation round. Yeah. I was like, you know, just go for upside. See if, you know, he has. I didn't put him in. And I see after 1 o'clock, he's got like 15 points. And I got Hyde in there. Yeah. And I'm like, if I don't win this, Corey Davis. <laughs> Luckily, Hyde got the 15 points He's able well. to get you in there. But I was looking at that. I was like, Corey Davis cooks. Can really you fun. imagine that? I would have been I would have been really pissed. But oh, I'm, I'm, boy. Like Jake said, I'm excited for next year. And hopefully many people do forget about, you know, Corey Davis. Do, wait a minute. So let me, ask, let, me, let me ask you this. Do you think, well, not, okay, does not I don't want to say think. Do you okay? Does does Mike Malarkey deserve to be back in Tennessee? I don't think personally. I don't think so. The thing I will say about it, like Corey Davis and the Josh Doxson types. One thing I do in like fantasy baseball is I look at these talented guys with the pedigree and all that. That maybe their first time around didn't have that season you were expecting, but they got in games whether they succeeded or failed. They experienced the professional 
level of MLB or NFL, whatever it may be. And that next year is when they really do you a solid and pay off. Does he deserve to be back in Tennessee, or or, or is this Mariota being beat up that the Tennessee this, – this team still might make the playoffs, but this is a team that people had for a deep playoff run in the AFC. And the AFC mm. is not that strong, and the AFC is top-heavy. Is it Milwaukee, or is, is it on Milwaukee, or is it on um, Mariota? I don't know that they were expecting – I wasn't expecting a deep playoff run. I think they were always a fringe playoff team. Okay. So, honestly, yeah, I, I think that – you know, I'm not super excited about what anything Malarkey's ever done, but I can't pin anything on him this year for the fact that they're in the playoff hunt with how bad Mariota's played. I mean, there's a lot of it's because of Mariota. So, I'm not I'm not faulting Malarkey for this season. Yeah, but they had those eight wins yeah. for a while. And like the, the over-under was eight and a half, and I thought that was – I really liked it. That was thought, easy. You thought it was easy money. I thought Tennessee – would make the move. I thought they had a chance to maybe get into that championship game. Yep. I think the problem with Mike Malarkey is you look at the McVeighs of the world and stuff. I think this team needs an offensive reset, a, a, a new young mind to come is in. Is the exotic Smash Mouth not cutting it no more? I'm not saying you have to totally abandon that, but you guys, guys, just like Corey Davis. You got Matthews there. Uh, Walker comes back next year. And John Smith seems like somebody that's got talent as well. Don't forget Tajay Sharp. Now, let me stop. <laughs> so you got, that, you got these pieces. And I, I think maybe a fresh mind, a new, the new NFL way. You know, Milwaukee to me is one of those more dinosaur kind of guys. Yeah. Mm. I don't think Jason Garrett's a dinosaur kind of guy. I, I think Jason Garrett's more of a uh, Jerry Jones do it. Look, I. He's a, Jason Garrett's a puppet. Yeah, I, I think the Cowboys should move on as well. I don't think so. I li- I'm a Jason Garrett supporter. I started out not liking Jason Garrett, despising Jason Garrett. Over the past couple years, I've come to like Jason Garrett a lot. I don't mind Jason Garrett coaching my football team. Do I like what happened on, on, on the other night? I thought it was disgusting. And then the game wasn't on live in New York. So I had to go pay. <laughs> I had to go buy chicken wings and, and drink Coors Light. You know what I'm saying? And have bad service. At, at, I'm not going to say where I had the bad service at. And watch this team go down the stretch like this it was pretty upsetting. But, Jake, you're, yes, Jason Garrett, Jake. Did Jason Garrett be back? Mm, uh, again, here's another one. I don't know how much you put the blame on him. So honestly, you like you, you take away Ezekiel Elliott for six games. Yeah, like, come on. and and you look at a lot of these things too. Is like you know people want to trash John Fox, and I think deservedly so. But at the same time, sometimes you have to understand. Look at what he's been given. Well, look at what the Cowboys have been given on defense. Nothing. They have nothing on defense for the longest time. So you know the, the fact that again they're in the playoff hunt. I don't think he. I think his playoff hunt teams. I think those are the ones where we get a little bit too gun or uh, quick, quick quick trigger, quick trigger pull, on those yeah. teams. Here's here's what I'll say about Garrett. I wouldn't just fire him for like anybody. If they can get themselves a really good coach, somebody they have lined up, then you, I, I think you do make that move at at, at this point. But see, Jerry going Jerry going Jerry. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So he might he's like, okay, well at least I know with Garrett, I got somebody I can boss around. If I bring a more dominant personality in here, then it's, that may not be the case. So. When we come back on the other side, we open the telephone lines. We want to hear your stories. It's Todd Gurley Appreciation Day right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. 844-843-6879. Whether the player is Gurley, whether it's somebody else, we want to hear from you. 844-843-6879. When we come back up on the other side, we'll go over the QB1s from week number 16.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Why is we playing this trash on Todd Gurley Appreciation Day? Oh, boy. That sucks. <laughs> Excuse me. Fantasy executive struggling. But I'm here, though. I'm here, though. 844-843-6879. You want to hear your stories of fantasy football success. Todd Gurley Appreciation Day right here on FNTSY Radio. What's up, Matt? Can I ask, uh, can I ask Jake a quick question? That's not fantasy football related. Oh. Because I have something, and I'll only take a minute of your time, people. Hey, Jay, <laughs> who would you take in a dynasty league in baseball? I didn't think Harper would be there at three. Would you go Bryce Harper or Carlos Correa? You keep it forever. Let's get Jake's audio. Audio? Yes. I think I well I, I go Harper. Yeah, I was, so I was all set to go Correa. That's so tempting with Correa, but that yeah, to get Harper. The biggest thing is if Harper stays healthy, you're only. I mean, Mike Trout's the only person beating his numbers. I hear you. They took Altuve at second. I didn't think. I apologize, people. Thank you, Jake. I apologize <laughs> for that uh, interruption. No, we got a lot of that coming up next month. So get ready. We got a month away from talking about this. Yeah, inter- yeah. But, dynasty. My first. I never played. A dy- say, I played is, keeper. I never yeah. played dynasty. Shout out to uh, James Anderson over at Rotowire. He set this up with a bunch of industry people. Okay, cool. So, so it's a, it's a, I wouldn't mind more Dynasty Baseball. My problem with Dynasty Baseball is it's like you can't find a happy middle ground. It's like too many of them go way too deep and start like getting the guys that are getting drafted this year and stuff. Like I, I just I don't have that kind of depth of knowledge for baseball. For about a wow. month, I was like, hmm, what's going on with Cousins? Yeah, what scared me with Cousins more than anything was the fact that that offensive line. And yeah. he really delivered for you. I was asked a question. Kurt, I mean, it was an easy for me. It was an easy decision. Kirk Cousins or Eli Manning? Yeah. And look, Eli had Eli. Eli like had his like last hurrah of 2017 versus the Eagles. That was hard. So if you, was... I mean, if you were starting Eli, yeah, somehow you got there. You know, in, in week that was 16. the only game that I had on locally, and I was like, "Well, I'm not watching this. Hey, <laughs> I'm about uh, to say, I'm getting know, out of I here." Wanna... I won a championship with Eli. It's the only championship he's winning this year. Oh, look at that. Yeah, but you, you did it at least it was like a super flex. I'm saying like yeah, if you yeah. started him in a one-quarterback league. Oh, God. Oh, God. That was, that was I would have rather just gone with Garoppolo and hope he did what he did. Speaking oh. of uh, Gucci Garoppolo, quarterback three on the week is Jimmy Garoppolo. Four. Gucci Gar- I got him at three. You got him at four? I got a, Yeah, I got him at four. Hmm. Uh, I mean, what do you have is this are like right yeah, there. Yeah, I got... I got 22.4 for Bortles. I got 22 for Garoppolo. I have Garoppolo at, at, at 21.98. I got Bortles at 20.98. Yeah, 
See, I got Weird. I got Bortles at twenty three and Garoppolo at twenty three, but they always round up. All right, so let's talk about Bortles first, then. Uh, Blake Bortles. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, you're wait. You're you're you're. That's what it is. Oh crap! Is this the flex league that you're looking at? Yeah. I for this is I, I forgot to do it. Do it last. Do it last. Do it last. You have to add the category for two point conversions for quarterbacks. It oh, that's why. Okay. Blake Bortles got a two point conversion, and it didn't add that. Well, it's not going to affect the championship. <laughs> no, it's not. It probably would. It, it probably won't affect it anything. Period. But yeah. that's why. So that's what you're missing from Garopp, or from Bortles. So Bortles has a two point conversion that pushed him up to twenty three point four. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that's he, another thing I don't like. You know, I love my fantasy league, but that's another one I hate because if you don't know that it doesn't, all, it, like the default doesn't get all of the categories. I didn't know that. that stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. I, that's I like, and that's a tip for for future though. I'd like yeah. to know what the Jaguars line is to win the Super Bowl right now. I think a lot of people after this. Oh, week I just saw it. Hold on, I'll go find it. I just saw so, it. A few minutes I want to put some money on Jacksonville, Jacksonville really? and uh, Minnesota. Okay, because they're the most boring Super Bowl ever. There you go. Yeah, they're plus eight hundred. They're the fourth that, highest. That's a good bet. Yeah, they could, they're the one team I, I I feel can knock off Pittsburgh or New England. They can't beat Gucci Garoppolo, though. <laughs> that's next year's Super Bowl. Garoppolo versus so, Brady. <laughs> the, the AFC is minus 125 for the Patriots, plus 275 Steelers, plus 700 Chiefs, plus 800 Jaguars, plus 14 for the Ravens, and plus 28 for the Chargers. Ooh. But I, uh, go ahead. the NFC has got nobody at minus. It's Vikings at plus 225, Eagles at plus 325. That's surprising. Saints 450, Rams 500. Where's Carolina? Uh, plus 800. Hmm. And then they got the Falcons. I guess they bet that the Falcons are actually going to make the playoffs because the Falcons are 1,000 and the Seahawks are plus 1,400. So they got the Falcons so beating Atlanta good thing, uh, Good thing the 49ers don't still have a chance at the playoffs. Everybody yeah. be scared oh about God. that. They, they would be minus. <laughs> now, my the- question <laughs> with the 49ers is, do you re-sign Carlos Hyde? You have the quarterback. I think Carlos Hyde's a hell of a running back. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then you get that receiver. They got money to spend, too. What do you think they do, all in? Uh, like I said, it depends on what they think of Brita. Because if you saw what Brita did yesterday, you know, it's just it, it really comes down to what is Shanahan like. And yeah. the fact is Carlos Hyde is from the old system. Matt Brita is new. And maybe they find something in the draft and free agency. I'm with Matt. I, like, I've always liked Carlos Hyde's talent ever since the draft. Uh, somebody I wrote about during that season I was a big fan of. I think he'd be great to keep around, but at the same time, if they're just not enamored with him and he kind of goes out there and sees what he can get on the free agent market, they're like, yeah, all right, fine, we'll let him go. I could see that possibly happening. Whoever it is and whoever gets the chance to be the lead dog, if they do have a lead dog out there, he's going to be in a very good system that's fantasy-friendly, so that would be something that we'll keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, but- Another route, I'm free to try to run things and then bring out a Somebody like a backup instead. Like they bring in DeMarco Murray to be the backup. Oh, man, I'm tired of DeMarco Murray. Hey, upon you're not going to worry about it week 17. The one highlight of playing in week 17, if you're playing in week 17, is you get Derrick Henry to himself. Yeah, go, go. So there you go. Derrick Henry, check the link. Derrick Henry RB1 <laughs> in week 17. <laughs> <laughs> it finally paid off. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you waited all the way to week 17 to get that to see that six-round draft pick payoff. Um, and Brandon Oliver. <laughs> Blake Bortles, though. We talked about it on Friday night. We talked about it last week, Jake. You talk about a roller a, a roller coaster season of Blake Bortles. Jalen Ramsey wanted him gone. Fowler was going to put him in the trunk. They Allen Robinson couldn't stand him. They was going to bench him for Chad Henney. 
Those were great tweets, though. And then, yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 meltdown. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you that was nothing but look, Blake Bortles. The way that turned around, that came from a higher being. That wasn't on you, Blake. So somebody upstairs is smiling on Blake Bortles. But Blake Bortles, let me tell you something. He's getting it done, and let me tell you how dominant Steve Gallo was in um in the flex and how his 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 player movement, his roster, his quarterbacks on his roster this week were Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins and Blake Bortles, the top three. He could have thrown any one of them at me. He was like fantasy executive. This ass cutting is coming. <laughs> it don't make a difference. Pick your poison. It's coming. <laughs> he did it. He did have a hell of a team. I saw when he tweeted. Oh no, 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 when he, when he, when when I was last week when we was talking, I was like, dude is going to score 170 points. So I'm gonna need the game of a lifetime. Even if you had Todd Gurley in your team, you would have lost. Yeah, I know. If I defense, he would have flipped and put Todd Gurley on my team. I still wouldn't been able to do nothing with uh you know what the crazy thing is too on the flip side of that Corey. the talk you just made me think about this to turn it back to me for a second yeah. my home league the guy who beat me for, so this is the first time i haven't won my home league in like six five six years wow he beat me he beat me all three times we played this year oh that's always i only have four losses i only have three losses three. in the regular season two of them were against him and then he beat me in the championship like what are the odds of that in fantasy football no and that's it's happened it happened to me like five six years ago what's the dude name fumbled on monday night football uh, Joe Webb is Joe Webb. Yeah, the Joe Webb was there one of those late Monday night games. He was didn't he quarterback one of those? He quarterbacked the Monday yeah. night game and he fumbled on the last drive and the Bears defense recovered and I got beat by two points. I would never forget that. Ooh. I lost three. You should have seen the tweets last night, Corey. Same oh, thing. I heard. Oh, truck. Truck's uh-huh. gonna call in a little bit later on. Truck got a in <laughs> oh. the GST league. Truck oh, Adamonis was... beat truck. And try, I, see that, that's a that's horrible what story. Broke in my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like Spanish remotes. Yeah, or, but something. I had broke. so many of those. I had somebody who lost because of the fumble. I had somebody tweet me because they actually would have won if Jake Elliott would have just kicked the extra point and they ended up losing by point four. And all these like it was just so many. It's funny how many. Well, not funny. I feel bad for everybody yeah. involved. So many leagues came down to that last play and that touchdown and what the defense did and all that. And then Vegas, the line was ten. That would have been a push if they would have kicked the extra point and ended. Up not being, uh, yeah. I that, didn't see the end. How come they didn't kick the extra point? They just took the I, I didn't. You know, I told you, you my situation. To. If it's a defensive touchdown to end the game, oh, you don't, have, you don't to. have to kick the extra point, and they chose to kneel. Yeah, trust me, my situation. The the the, the, the sweat that I had last night, I couldn't even turn that game on. I just was like, I will. We'll break that down and talk about that in the second hour of the program. And then when we come when we come back on the other side, we'll finish up these quarterbacks. Don't forget, second hour, we still got our week sixteen game balls to give out. It's Todd Gurley Appreciation Day. Let's just put Todd Gurley in front of the uh, in front right there, so everybody can see him. You should have him. You, now I guess everybody's got to give Todd Gurley a game ball, huh? Let him hang out with Ted Finn. <laughs> on, let me not go put him in that dirty water. Something might happen to him. We were we were shocked to come in here this morning and see that Ted again survived. Ted Finn survived, survived the Christmas. holiday. So there you go, right there, Finn. Finn made it to the end of the season. Shout out to Ted. Ted Finn getting the game ball today. You damn skippy. Ted Finn is getting the game ball today. Fantasy football frenzy. Tie girly appreciation day. We'll be right back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
are back. Football Frenzy Championship Review. Hey, Jake, I have something that I think is something... I said the word twice, huh? It's something that I really want to focus on here, and that's Kareem Hunt versus Alvin Kamara for Rookie of the Year. And I think it's a lot. Everybody was running away with Kamara. I think it's a hell of a lot closer than we all would assume. I think it depends. So this is similar to I was talking about last night. Some my buddy called me after all the games, and we were talking about just everything that happened in fantasy weekend and stuff like that. This is the guy that beat me actually. We were just talking about all this type of stuff, and he goes, "One of the things he says like, who's the people coming out saying Tom Brady's the MVP?" And I said, "People haven't been paying attention in the last four weeks." I think. The reason I bring that up is it's kind of similar situation. It's, it's like depends on what you want to look at here. Do you want to look at the consistency of Camara throughout the entire season, and then he's kind of dipped and only dipped to his performance over the last couple of weeks, or do you want to look at Kareem Hunt, who dipped in the middle of the season and has come on strong at the end of the year? I think he makes a solid case for it, but I would still go to Camara because at least he didn't have the dip to Kareem Hunt's degree even over the last couple of games. I'm going to side with Kareem Hunt by by a nose, as they say, like in horse racing and stuff like that. Either man deserving of it. Uh, his other rookies, shout out to Lattimore. Uh, fantastic. But nobody, I, the guy that didn't get enough credit was Trey White in Buffalo. He's been fantastic. I still would have probably went with the quarterback, like the, Chief, like the Chiefs did with uh, Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, Trey White's done it all. But for me... I go with Kamara by nose. All right, cool. I'm sorry. I was sorry I was late. Thank you for holding it down, Matthew. Yeah, no problem. I apologize for saying sometimes like three, three times in that like one. Oh, don't one worry about it. <laughs> Which way I, do you go, Corey? You know what? It, that's that's interesting. Man, Kamara was. I just don't like that dip that Hunt had, and that wasn't his fault. But that, man, Hunt was very good also with the running the football, the way he started the season, like. I would, I'm about to say I would make them co-rookie of the year, but you can't do that because Dak and Zeke weren't co-rookie of the year last year. I would give... I mean, they could tie. The, yeah, they could. And then I would say, well, go, let's look at the records. Both teams are basically in the same position as far as playoff seeding and stuff like that in their respective conferences. Kareem Hunt had the workload to himself. Spencer Ware was not a thing. Kamara had to share it with another thousand yard back in Ingram, so I would give it to Kamara. I would give him the rookie, the the, the uh, offensive rookie of the year. They have one for defense too, right? No, yeah. it's just rookie. Do they? Or is it just rookie of the year? I, I think it's both. I think it, I, th- I think it is. I don't both. know why they would. I don't know why they would separate from one and not the other. Yeah. I mean, if there's defense, I mean, it's Lattimore versus White. I would guess. Yeah, I, I, I would think those would be the two right there. Not an interesting fact for the people. The Go thing ahead. I'm looking at with Kamara is the fact that all but one, two, three, four games, he had almost at least 80 yards or more. And then he had one, two, three, four, five, six of 100 plus. Yeah. Like, this is the thing is, you know, look, I love Hunt as much as, ne- as yeah. I was going to say, as much as the next guy, I might as well say as much as Matt. <laughs> but the fact is, just the, that little bit of a dip that we saw, and I say a little bit because I agree with Matt, as people kind of overstated how bad the dip was. But it was for an extended period of time. And it wasn't to his own accord because it all comes down to the play call. And that's why they took the play calling away from Reed. And now we see what happens when you go back to Kareem Hunt. And so I, I hate to take it away from him because it was literally taken away from him by somebody else. 
But just because Kamara doesn't have that, but you can make this. The only kind of argument I see for Kamara is the fact that the first two games of the season were nothing because he yeah. hadn't got rolling yet until Peterson got out of there. Some people dropped him after those first two games of the season. Boy, I know they. Well, how, I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't you? He was the third option on that team, even in the PPR league. If they were going to stick around, like, if we would have known Peterson was going to be on his way out, then absolutely you held on to him anyway. But if it looked like they were going to go down that three-headed monster for the entire season, the touches just weren't going to be there. I just want to state my love and my gratitude for one Mr. Mark Ingram. I believe he finishes as a top five running back, and he was just fantastic. But tomorrow we'll do that. We'll go yeah. over PPR and standard, the uh, the top the top twelve finishers. Um, right quick on Alvin Kamara. Anyway. I just figured this out. <laughs> I'm oh. curious. I'm curious on Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured this. I well, not figured it out, but I saw this over the weekend. Some people will, will keep up with this. Some people won't. You know, those know uh, hip-hop mogul uh, Coach K that works with, like, Young Jeezy and Migos and stuff like that. Alvin Kamara is his nephew. So that's I found that out this weekend. That's pretty interesting. I'm like, God. All that talent in one. No, it's not that Coach K. (laughs) It's a different, the different Coach K quality control music. And Alvin Kamara's is real life. Obviously not smart enough. It's not smart enough to tell him to get rid of that stupid nose ring. No, he did not. (laughs) No, he did not. That that's the only thing with Kamara. If you don't win the MVP, if you don't win the Rookie of the Year, it's going to be because of that nose ring. Oh, there was some. There was somebody else this weekend, Corey. I I forgot. I was going to tell you. I should have written a doubt or a picture. There was somebody else. I saw this weekend that had a nose ring too. It wasn't him. There wow. was somebody else on the sideline. They pulled off their helmet. And like, they oh had a God. nose ring. That's crazy. I was like, this is a thing now. I think I, I, apparently it's slowly becoming a thing with the uh, Kamara's what no older than 21, 22 years old. So that's wild. Yeah, have you seen those girls that have the ones that look like they have like a tiara hanging out of their nose now? Yeah, uh, as we call them, as we call them uptown, a thought dot. <laughs> <laughs> I should do it for like one day. You going to get the fake nose ring, Matt? <laughs> Matt will come in with a nose ring. I'm going to leave. <laughs> um, quarterback four in the week was MF and Gucci Garoppolo. The, the, listen, as I'm, so, I, I'm this guy. No, no quarterback balled out on Jacksonville's defense all year, but Gucci at home came in. Matt got it done. Your guy, Gucci Garoppolo, the Italian stallion. He might have. He might get a game ball today. I, I guarantee you, if you went to like people's houses that live in San Francisco, or 49er fans, and you looked in the nativity scene. Baby Jesus was replaced with Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> that's how, I mean, that's how insane. Like, look, I, you, if you're a 49er fan, you're just like fawning all over this guy. I don't blame you because it's, it's, it just changes your whole outlook of the team, the future. So, you know, I'm shout out to, to the 49ers there, for going to get him. I'm trying to think, has there been a quarterback, Jake, to come in and just get this kind of instant love and affection and – I can't think. Of, I, I I mean, not not even well, not Dak last year because you know they had the big running game, whatever. I, I can't think of a quarterback to come into the league and just become like the guy just that quick. Like you said, the entire <laughs> Bay Area loves him. Gucci Garoppolo, he's everybody want to get married. Is he single? Because he, I hope he is because I'm quite sure he's getting a lot of offers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're, you okay over there, Corey? I'm, you want to give him some offers? Too? I'm not about to say I'm in love with Did him. You hear his <laughs> I'm a 49er fan. I'm going all Bay Area teams. I'm going Warriors, Niners, and the San Francisco Giants. This is my baseball team. But, but did, you, did you see his other nickname besides Gucci Garoppolo? What's that? GQ Garoppolo. GQ Garoppolo. Look at that. He's yeah, getting it done. Yeah. 
Jake, how Jesus Garoppolo? Jesus might as well. <laughs> Jimmy G. <laughs> so two things is one, no, I don't remember any type of trade like this. I bet you the Patriots are really regretting this trade. But hey, and the thing is, every time the 49ers win, that draft pick gets worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it was supposed yep. to be the it's supposed to be possibly the first pick of the second round. Not so much anymore. I think it's like six, seven, eight now. It's it's getting further and further back, especially if they win the last week too. Here's the thing. He's been amazing, and especially for the fact that he has basically no talent in that passing game because Marquise Goodwin, mm-hmm. he's great in what he does, but he's not a number one for any team out there. You don't want him to be your number one. So what he's doing there, he gets Pierre Garçon back next year. They probably make a move to get another wide receiver position. It's what we joked about this entire time. He's going to be a top 10 draft pick quarterback yep. next year. He'll probably get pushed close to the top five because you know this. What did I joke about the entire – we all said it too. Is What did I say the entire week last week? He goes around 300 and one touchdown against Jacksonville. People are going to anoint him and he did even better than that not the 300 yards but he had the two touchdowns and the rushing one beats them handily and now it's great although i will say the jacksonville defense over the last five games don't forget russell wilson put up 30 Mm -hmm. what was it five six seven points against them and blaine gabbert 20 against them so uh, they're still amazing but let's remember blaine gabbert also put up 20 against this team so it's not it's, it's not like he's the first person to do it this year i saw a lot of people saying that like yesterday it's like i can't believe he's the first piece in the per- first quarterback to beat this defense he's not he's the third it's which i mean it's just it's it's crazy and to think of it what i love hearing is the patriot friends like rationalize it like you know we couldn't tie up 30 million dollars between two quarterbacks i understand that point but you're know, looking at this kid now, you probably could have got more, at least if you were going to yeah. trade him. Or maybe yeah. you, you'd have that $30 million tied up for one more year. <laughs> if you no, to your point, they could have got more if you didn't wait. He kind of he did what sometimes people do in fantasy leagues. They kind of get greedy. They Belichick, this is the one. For all he's done and does so well with roster management, somebody tweeted this out earlier this season, and I agree with him. I don't remember who the person was to give them their credit, but it's 100% right. For everything he does well, the one thing he doesn't handle the best is trades. A lot of times he waits too long, and this is what he did with Garoppolo. He waited too long. He passed the value of peak trade. And it came down and it got to the point where it's like we kind of got to take what we can get now because he's going to be a free agent. Everybody knows that. And there's other players that they listed where it did the same thing. He waited till the last year of the contract to try and trade him instead of doing it the offseason before when the peak value. Like if you remember last offseason, they wanted a first and a second for Garoppolo and people were willing to give him a first and a fourth. So he missed the he missed the peak value and that, that's going to bite them. Maybe you, Jackson, should have pushed for Jimmy Garoppolo instead of A.J. McCarron. Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. No, Hugh Jackson would have ru- found a way to ruin him, too. What is Hugh Jackson winning percentage? They they said something. Oh, they, they, he made a statement last before the season. Something. I'm not going 0-16 or I'm jumping in the lake. And they were showing pictures of you. <laughs> You're going to have to get in the lake, Jack. You know what I'm saying? It's... His one, his one, I'm, I'm not good at math, but what's his winning percentage? He, he's going in, he's going to be one in thirty-two. That's got to be like, ooh, I don't know, it's terrible. One in thirty-one. One. In, well, I'm talking about after they lose next week. Yeah, one in thirty-one. Thirty-two games, thirty-two seasons. I was just correcting. Okay. Oh, all right. Cool. I'm just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. It was one in thirty-one because yeah. he had to be zero and he be zero and thirty-two. And he lost a bunch of games as uh, a Raiders coach at the end of his tenure. Yikes. I have for you when we come back. All right, so we come back. We still ain't get past these quarterbacks. We'll run through the quarterbacks, get ready for hour number two with the game balls. Also, want to talk about Jameis Winston. It's a lot. It's a lot that 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 he has to get together before we can go back to him confidently.
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome products. Tuesday afternoon here on the Tuesday morning on the fantasy football frenzy. Um, next hour, I see the goons, the goons squad in YouTube and YouTube. We went YouTube early today, so see the goons squad in there. We'll make sure that we uh, get our game balls and stuff. Give them the shout outs that they deserve. Everybody that won a championship this year. Obviously, phone lines. Hour number two. I think we're gonna get my man Truck to call in. He had a pretty uh. <laughs> I just saw his tweet, Corey. Yeah. That was that was rough. Oof, and he that, lost he lost two championships yeah. yesterday. Mm. That was we got to check on truck, so we'll get him on. We definitely do. We got to get him on the telephones next hour. Um, situation I oh, had. Wait. Go ahead. I was going to tell you, yeah, Hugh Jackson. So as of yesterday, he's his winning percentage is point zero thirty two. That's crazy. <laughs> the, the best part about it is it's so bad. That when he gets the loss next week, it only drops down to point zero thirty one because oh. it's so like you can't, you get can't no make low. it that much worse. But <laughs> yeah. the best, if you add in, even if the fact you add in what he did with the Raiders eight and eight, his winning percentage overall is still one point or point one nine one. Yeah, and he's still going to be a commodity after he gets fired this yeah, year. Yeah, I heard he's going to be looking for an offensive coordinator job. Probably better. And somebody tweeted <laughs> out this past week in his last uh, thirty five games. As an NFL coach, he was two and zero on Christmas Eve coming into this Sunday, and zero and thirty three in the rest of the every time. day is Christmas. <laughs> Need, every day needs to be Christmas for one Mister Hugh Jackson. Um, Jameis Winston, I, I don't know. To be honest with you, it's a lot of emotional things. I think that team not living up to expectations. I think they came in smelling themselves. They were too hyped up. I still think Jameis has a lot of learning to do. I think that situation with Jameis and Cutter is his his um has really derailed that team. Jake, I kind of feel like they really have no choice but to go get John Gruden at this point. John Gruden's not going to coach. You don't think so? No. This is the same thing as look. This is we got to stop this. this. Is the same thing as Bill Cower. Is what? Are the, why oh, yeah, are these guys going to come back? Yeah, we, for and then finally that's gone away. Finally, that has. It took about three, four, five years. People kept rumoring and Bill Cowher was supposed to be going to the Giants, if you don't remember, because that was like all the thing was like, oh, he wants to coach for a team like the Giants and go to New York for that organization. There was the longest time, and then eventually it just stopped because guess what? These guys are getting paid millions to go sit at a desk and talk about other people doing their jobs, which, by the way, speaking of, Pro Football Weekly is reporting that Bruce Arians and the Cardinals are partying after the season. There you go right there. So Bruce Arians will be gone, so that's the situation that will change. Now with that situation changing – we may not see that. Remember, remember, Bruce Arians was always down to give David Johnson 
30, 35, sometime 40 touches. A new head coach may not be on that situation to monitor in the offseason, Matt. Yeah, definitely a situation to monitor. I agree with Jake on Gruden. I do, do think the one place he might go back to is Tampa Bay. I mean, he's getting paid millions to do the uh, Monday Night Football. He's getting paid millions to do those terrible Corona and Hooters commercials. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, why? We don't have to do it. So, But yeah, Br- I mean, Bruce Arians, it, it was... Time to go. I never saw him coming back next year. And whoever is the new coach, if he's not going to give the ball to David Johnson like 25 times a game, then he shouldn't be hired. <laughs> so, but Jake, I mean, that is a thing. That is something that we have to pay attention to. David Johnson being a top fantasy star, he gets a new head coach. One of the things about Arians, Arians was willing to run him into the ground. A new head coach may not look at it that way. Would you agree? It's possible, but as long as he's getting 20-plus touches a game, it doesn't matter if it's 20 or 30. I mean, 30 was a little ridiculous for anybody anyways, but as long as he's getting 20-plus, David Johnson, that's what Le'Veon Bell gets every single week is 20-plus. As long as he's in that range, he does so much in the passing game. It doesn't matter if it's 17 catches and five receptions. He's going to do enough. All right. Fancy football frenzy. First hour in the book. Ty Gurley Appreciation Day. Girly Appreciation Day continues at hour number two. We got the game balls coming up, so we'll make sure that everybody gets taken care of on that front. Also, I'll let you know, come back, I'll let you know uh, how my uh, sweat went in this NFFC auction. 